Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America, one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we have a special guest. She hasn't been on for a while, and we've asked for some updates on a very important uh, discrimination lawsuit involving censorship that she's been a part of. And we're talking about Sarah Westall. And uh, Sarah is, is at the forefront of fighting for liberty and freedom. And uh, she always has a lot of good things to say. And before we join Sarah, though, we need to take care of some business. Number one, I'm concerned that the way things are going, the only food you're going to soon have in your house will be what's in your house. You're not going to be able to get outside food. And uh, the government's buying up storable food like crazy. My Patriot Supply is not giving in. But the government, I believe, is going to take away food independence, water independence, and so forth. And you need to act accordingly, and you need to act quickly. So you say, well, what do I do? Go to My Patriot Supply. Okay, and you can get there by going to foodwithdave.com and look at the specials they have. You'll see 25-year shelf life, restaurant-quality food, 2,000 calories per day. And you'll say, oh, look at all the choices I have here. Okay, the bottom line is, is you need to get as much food as you can. As we're telling people to get money out of the banks and go into diversified precious metals, we're telling people <laughs> get the money out of the out of the storable food companies and keep it in your house. And I'm going to give you a little caveat here. Hide it. Food hoarding laws are coming. As soon as they realize so many people have done this, you know, they're going to try to pass food hoarding laws. Okay, so that's foodwithdave.com. And along the same lines, uh, what if they take the grid down to maintain power? Okay, what if your water systems aren't working like they should? They could use water to control people as well. And on the fifth day of a crisis, the Naval War College says waterborne illnesses are the number one cause of death. So we would encourage you right now to get the best water filtration out there, and that's the Alexa Pure Pearl water filter system. We publish the research for them, and it's out there. It says, hey, they're number one. They're the best there is, and they're inexpensive, but they do not overproduce, so they keep their cost down. So what they will do is they will run out. And you need to act on this accordingly. So we've got the food, foodwithdave.com. You've got the Alexa Pro water filter. It's uh, waterwithdave.com is where you go. And we think these are the two essential elements that are going to be under attack so the Biden administration can control you. We already know they're coming after your funds digitally. Okay, they'll soon come after your food. They're soon going to come after your water. So foodwithdave.com, waterwithdave.com, act accordingly. Well, Sarah Westall is at the uh, leading edge of her podcasts and her newsletter, and happy to say that I get both. And uh, she covers topics, and I go, wow, I didn't know that. 
I get I get that experience a lot when I get her newsletters, and I think of myself as reasonably well informed. So here to share some of her knowledge, and we can only do so much in a short amount of time, is uh, Sarah Westall, and she's going to be talking about uh, her lawsuit and hopefully a little bit about her personal journey. I mean, she should have as many uh, followers as Joe Rogan, but Joe Rogan's the golden child. He can say what he wants. Sarah tells the truth. She gets censored. Sarah, am I accurate? Well, thank you so much. I I don't know about having as much as Joe Rogan. That sure would be nice, huh? But I am censored beyond imagination. I mean, I just I can't. I, I think I, I appeal to a pretty wide audience. Mm-hmm. I think that's why they, you know, I'm a normie kind of who isn't, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. And I don't think they like that. Yeah. And and so that's the kind of situation that I'm in. And I, 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 you're censored too, but some of us have just been really, really nailed. And it's, um, I don't know, when I wrote that article, it's called What I've Endured, an inside look at being unpersoned in America. I wrote it so that people can understand how serious the situation is. You could replace my name with other names. That people have gone through a lot of things. But it's just so all-encompassing, you know, what we've been enduring. And that's why I wrote this. It was almost like a every so often I have this urge to do something, and I just intently focus on it. And this is what this was. It was like a work of passion explaining what happened to me. And I I was hoping it could be used as almost a landscape for people to understand just how serious our situation is in the United States. And I, I just don't think the average person knows. There's out there, They hear about us complaining about it and things, but they just don't realize how bad it really is. And that was the point of that. Yeah, I guess it was a very well-written article. Um, how have your numbers changed from pre-shadow banning to post-shadow banning? Well, it depends on you know, what, what you're looking at. I mean, some went from pretty good, like on YouTube, to zero <laughs> as I was kicked off. But when you're talking about Google, my, my numbers have gone down by 90, over 95%. And, you know, from to the point where my DuckDuckGo numbers, DuckDuckGo has, what, less than 2% of the worldwide search market, and Google has 92% of the worldwide search market. Actually, DuckDuckGo has less than 1%, I think, of the worldwide one, 2% maybe in this country. But I still get 10 times more from DuckDuckGo, you know, depending on the day and what's going on. But I get more from DuckDuckGo than I do from Google. So it just shows you the the seriousness of how much they're ratcheting things down. It wouldn't be a big deal if it was a normal, uh, if they were a normal competitor and not a complete monopoly. And people say they're not a monopoly. They got, comp- you know, competitors. Well, I don't know. We need to look under the hood because I want to know how much of their algorithm these other search engines are actually using. I have a feeling that we're, we're going to see if we were actually able to do the kind of investigative discovery that we should be able to do in court, but we're not allowed to, we'd be able to see that there's more dominance there than people have any idea of and more collusion with the U.S. government. Hmm. Well, the collusion has been proven beyond a doubt. Let me take you there for a second here with the House hearings. 
Um, my personal view is Kevin McCarthy's been trapped into acting like he's pro- prosecuting or persecuting uh, the left for their collusion with government, that fascist relationship. Do you think, one, he's sincere? And number two, do you think anything's going to come of these hearings that have shown Twitter's clear collusion with the FBI? Those are good questions to have. Um, Do I think he's sincere? His actions showed that he wasn't supporting America First candidates and that they were actively moving to for republicans to lose in the in their races during the 2022 election cycle so that makes me really questioning question where mccarthy's uh allegiance is now is he being forced to do some good things for the american people because of those 20 republicans that said wouldn't back down and did the right thing yeah, I think so. I think that's what's happening is they forced his hand and they did what was good for the American people. Now they're being showed as these extreme right wingers and nut jobs. Really, they were just America first. They were just as much for the Democrat. They were for just people. And I don't know why the people can't see that, but they were for just bringing back basic democratic, um, ways of operating so that we can function as a society and they they did a pretty decent job with that and McCarthy was you know backed into a corner do I trust that his he's going to he's doing this for the right reasons and that he could turn at any point no I mean look at what his actions were in the 2022 election so you know the election cycle where he backed the the essentially caused the Republicans to lose in a lot of key races so I, I don't know what to think about all that, right? I mean, it's ugly, ugly politics, but his his alliances uh, show, kind of show in his actions. you got to look at people's actions. Yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. Um, I have a, an extension on what I asked you. I think McCarthy has looked at this and repurposed himself to be a fake conservative candidate for the GOP nomination in 2024. Do you have an opinion on that? I wouldn't doubt it. Everybody has ambitions to be the president, all those guys. If somebody's going to be the Speaker of the House or whatever, their ambitions are higher than that, usually. So they're going to look at anything to get there. They're not going to be, you know, have any kind of loyalty to one. They won't have loyalty over their own ambitions. Now, once they realize that they could lose, then they'll start aligning. But these guys are all about their own ambitions, a lot of them. I I don't know. Isn't that right? I mean, yours, the psychology background, these guys are very, very, very ambitious. And they all want to be president. Yeah. I, I asked the question with kind of purpose in mind, and yeah, I do believe that to be the case. I don't trust McCarthy any farther than I can throw him. But if he's going to be a good horse for a while, we should ride him. But do you think anything's going to come of these investigations? We hear of this investigation, oh, that, that investigation. Do you, do you think anything of substance will happen? I think we have a situation where we have three pillars of our government, three pillars of society that are corrupt. You know, obviously the, the, the coup of our presidency is show us how corrupt that is. And we've talked about that at nauseum. The Biden administration is, uh, really, they've got a lot of people hoodwinked locally because they buy votes and do a bunch of things that make people feel good locally. But on a bigger scale, they're going, they're totally anti-U.S. and they, it's, they're a coup. Now we got a Congress that is blackmailed and controlled 
and we have a justice system that's blackmailed and controlled. So we have three pillars of society that is, now you're talking, they bring in the fourth, which is the media. We have that which is controlled. That's the mass media. They can't totally control us and independent space. And they sure wish they could, and they sure wish they're trying to. And that's what we're seeing with the government collusion and these, you know, the world economic, the globalist collusion with uh, big tech to shut us down because they're the, we're the last bastion of freedom of trying to hold this, this house of cards up. Because that's the only place people can go now and still hear the truth without a bunch of different agendas going on. And so will we have, will anything come of this? I mean, going back to the fact that we have three really messed up, over four controlled uh, pillars of society, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the only way we can get that is through pressure of the people. You know, how do you overcome that situation when you have that much corruption all over the place? You have to have pressure from the people. You have to have more of a lawfare type situation where the good people force the hands of these politicians. All they care about is being reelected. Not all of them. You know, the 20 or so Republicans that forced McCarthy's hand. They cared more about doing what was right because they risked... They risk their own reputation doing something like that. They risk their own career, their political career, doing what's right. So there are good people throughout the system. And not everybody's bad. And there's good people in all these different organizations. And what we need are those people rising up and saying, hey, we need you to do what's right for humanity, for the people, for the pillars of the democratic republic. It's better for everyone, Democrats and Republicans, to be able to have freedom of speech, to be able to have these things. Now, will they anything come of this? It depends on if the pressure that we hold on them is strong enough to force their hand. Because if it's not, then it'll be a show trial. People will feel like they got something accomplished and nothing got accomplished. So it's up to us, really, how much pressure we can put on them to do the right thing. See, if I was to put my conspiracy hat on, and I don't know how accurate this is, I would think that they're engaging in so many uh, investigations that they know we can't keep track, and we'll hear a sensational headline here or there, see clips on YouTube, but in reality, nothing is happening. It's a pressure release valve so the people don't get too pissed off and they think something's being done. What do you think about that? Well, I think that's the... the the challenge that's exactly right because it's so corrupt if we don't hold their feet to the fire and say hey this is enough that's all it'll be is a show trial i mean that's what the soviet show trials were all about you know that's what the communist show trials are all about they they make it look like they're doing something but they really aren't yeah it says and, yeah well, they may, or they make it out. You know, it's even worse than that. What those show trials are—they were made out to look like the wrong person was the one responsible for it, and all sorts of stuff, like in January sixth. But this is beyond that, where it's a combination of the, you know, the, what you're saying to release some tension and then just do nothing. Those are show trials too. <laughs> There's multiple agendas in show trials. It's just I'm hoping it's not just a show trial, and I'm hoping Twitter's not just a, a show trial. The whole thing's not just a psyop. See, we're bringing back free speech. Elon Musk is a complete right winger now. You know, he's a nut job. Well, I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Let's see. Are we gonna? And 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 is that enough? 
just because Twitter does it isn't can Google get away with completely doing their thing when they have the one they're the ones that really dominate stuff a small percentage of people use Twitter maybe like 5% of the population uses Twitter something like 80 some percent of the population population uses Google you know Google we at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they, in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. We already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water. With Dave.com, that's waterwithdave.com. Save $80 for a short time. Google and YouTube and everything that uh, Alphabet controls. So let's throw the small one under the bus. Let's give them a little bone. And then the ones we really care about, let's completely protect them. That's what I'm nervous is going to happen. Interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, I I um I find the Democrats view interesting too. Um I would sum it up this way. Don't look at these files. They're highly sensitive. They shouldn't have been released. They're not calling them classified. Okay? In other words, don't believe your lying eyes. Believe us. This is terrible. This is even out there. It's a national security risk. So that's such a joke. That's such a joke. And like I say, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, who did a total hit piece on Matt Taibbi in front of the, you know, at the congressional hearing, I mean, she might be the, one of the worst 
most corrupt people that are in Congress. I mean, she's giving him a, a lash beating on him doing this just to make money and all this other crap. Uh, you know, she knows better than all world enlightenment leaders throughout all time of why it's important to have free speech. Suddenly, Debbie Wasserman Schultz has it figured out more than Jesus and every other enlightenment leader, Martin Luther King, over time on the fact that free speech is a is a cornerstone to all our rights and everything that we stand for. You know, it's just such a it's so absurd. Do you know about her who was the uh, democratic operative that was murdered? Um Seth Rich. Yes, thank you. Uh, oh god, I had a Biden moment. Help me. Um anyway, <laughs> she she and her brother covered up the Seth Rich murder. Yeah, she's awful. He, she's he was he was a uh, her brother was uh, the federal attorney in D.C. and he killed the investigation. And then there was an investigation. I forget the man's name. It was a young black lawyer working for the feds, and he opened up an investigation to Seth Rich in Wasserman Schultz home district, and he was found bludgeoned to death on the beach, and they called oh. it they called it suicide. Yeah, Wasserman Schultz is is yeah. just. Oh. She's just dirty as all can be. Oh, then there's the Broward County. Remember the bleach, the Pakistanis and the bleached computers? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's Wasserman Schultz. So she's lecturing anyone in Congress about morality? <laughs> she, she suddenly knows more. That's why I like to use her as an example, because I was just so... It, she's so bad, and then she's lecturing him on that. Yeah, and I just think if she knows more suddenly. I just, I just it's, it's such a joke. It's such a joke. And, you know, these guys were Democrats, so they had to say, I'm a Democrat, which is even sad. That's even sad in itself that they had to, like, make an effort to tell them that they've been a lifetime Democrat. What does that have to do with freedom of speech? That has nothing to do with it. But yet they had to to try to get them in. The, they just beat the crap out of them. If you watch that, did you? If you saw that yeah, um, saw. congressional hearing, it was just like I felt like I was in the twilight zone watching these people. They have their talking points, and they. Uh, but I would think that a normal person who's not part of a cult, if you're not cult based, you would be able to see that what they're doing is wrong. But if you've been propagandized and you've been cult, you know, raised to think no matter, you know, your psychology background and how they get manipulated to a point where they can't say anything else but what their irrational cult-like behavior intends. It doesn't matter what the Democratic Party does, they will support them no matter what. I think they're going to lose people with the behavior that we're seeing because the Democratic Party has always been a free speech party, the ACLU and all that. The ACLU was taken over in 2012 when uh, George Soros gave them $50 million. And then next thing you know, they have these uh, articles that came out about how the 2012 Smith-Mutt Act, you know, where they redid the Smith-Mutt Act so they could allow propaganda against the American people. They put an article out saying that how that was going to help freedom of speech. That was after the $50 million that Soros gave them. And after that happened, their whole organization went downhill. Now they're just a shell of an organization. They, you don't hear them fighting for free speech anywhere anymore. 
And that's because of George Soros and the shadow money that came into that organization and took them over. At the same time that the Smith-Mutt Act went through in 2012, which allowed American tax money to be used for propaganda against the American people, there were major outlets like MS, I think it was MSNBC, the article example that I posted in an article that I wrote, that talked about how you know, how great this act is and how it's going to help freedom of speech. I mean, that was their propaganda back in the day. Obviously, it was the exact opposite. The 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 combination of propagandizing against the American people along with this mass censorship that we are enduring is what's allowing them to do what they're doing. And um, it's it, when you look at their actions, their playbooks over the last decade or 15 years and then what they're doing now, it's like, wow. They've been preparing for all this. Their legislation, uh, Corey Lynn has a great couple part series, CoreyDiggs.com, where she's analyzing all the immunity clauses for all these international organizations. And it shows how they created these, these treaties and these laws to allow these organizations to operate above the law. People need to go check that out. That's, they've set all this stuff up. So they could do what they're doing now. The next step is, you know, like with the World Health Organization, they're trying to step that, change all those amendments so that the World Health Organization can control everything. There's this, these where they're, now they're trying to pass all this state legislation where they could put in their, their centralized digital currency and control everything. And they're trying to pass all these, they're just hoping the American people are stupid. And that we don't understand what it is that they're doing. They do all these flowery languages, language, and they put all this stuff that will make it so they can completely control you. But you think it's for your benefit because of the way they, they say it. Like the Smith-Mudd Act. It's for freedom of speech when it was exactly the opposite. They've become really good at that. Okay, I got off topic. I don't even remember what you asked me. <laughs> I don't either, but what you're but saying. I have a lot to say. What you're saying is really interesting. Um, I suppose where I want to take this is this, is that um, nothing's going to happen with these investigations, in my opinion, uh, except they're running a risk. I think it's a high-risk game. In other words, we're going to give you some teasers. Oh, my gosh, there is censorship. The government's fully behind it. Now, let me tell you, if there was any bite to this, if anyone could do anything about it, why would YouTube be increasing their censorship right now? They'd be backing off for fear that they get caught. Well, and the interest, yeah, exactly. They're not. There's no fear, and that's what I was telling Dave Janda, Doctor Dave. He's a good friend of mine, and we were just talking the other day, and and he gets like a thought. He was saying, like you were saying before we talked here, is that your YouTube is you're noticing that they're really ratcheting it up, and he had some video from a year ago. And I'm still surprised you two are still there, but he had some video from a year ago that talked about the economy and the dangers in the economy. And they 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 struck that from a year ago, and then they're shut him down for a week. And I'm thinking, God, they're so brazen right now. His wife is an attorney, and so the last time that they tried to take him down, they threatened to sue. And because they have more, when your wife is an attorney, now you have a huge budget to sue because it's your own time. 
And so they, they, have, they backed off from that. But now they don't care anymore. They're so brazen. And I think it's, uh, it's twofold. I think they, they've realized that Section 230, they've been able to hide behind this legislation that allows them to do whatever they want. And they have the government on their side. They have the government fighting on their side along with the justice system being completely bought out. Because the Section 230 was not meant, and that's one of the, the initiatives that we're, we're fighting for, is to have that re-looked at as to what the original intent of that legislation was. It was not meant to give them full immunity to do whatever they wanted. Like steal, like there, there's the one case that we're actually backing, um, at the Supreme Court. We're trying to hope that goes where they stole, the guy had 39 million followers on Facebook and they, uh, they simply took his content away and gave it to somebody else because that person was buying was buying um, ads from Facebook. So they, they, it wasn't about the content. It was that they just wanted him to buy ads. And they wanted to get more, make more money on it. And it wasn't set up in the structure they wanted. So that is, um, can they just do anything they want under Section 230? And, and the thing is, is that he never got his day in court. This is Jason Fike. He never got his day in court in the situation because they just keep throwing out. You can do whatever you want with Section 238. Wait a minute. This has nothing to do with content per se now. This is them just pure stealing. And so the Section 230 has gotten so out of hand that they're enabled, like the state actor stuff with what our clause was is that we're saying you're, you took my site down. Because I had 10 videos that were taken down with doctors and PhDs and MDs and scientists that did just disagreed with the government narrative on COVID. And, but they took it down anyways. And so now, and now we're seeing that it was a, um, a clear violation of the state actor and Twitter files prove that where the government came in and said, we need these videos taken down because they disagree with us. And, and so they ended up doing that. And we had a whole bunch of evidence. But the courts are saying that, I mean, they're hiding behind Section 230 and saying there's no possibility. If you even bring up 230, then you, we just shut it down. So these, these companies can do whatever they want. And in this case, when you're, when, with COVID being height, hindsight being 2020 now, how many people died because they didn't have access to, um, better protocols and better, ideas from doctors who are actually um, saving lives they were shutting those doctors down and and so now that's what we're talking about it, it, it freedom of speech isn't about me being able to speak as much as you being able to hear what others have to say so that you can make decisions that are good for your family in this case we had I, I mean I don't know how many people have died or who will die because of their lack of getting good information and the government claiming they are all authority all authority and all know all when proof now is coming out that they didn't know all and that their protocols and the things they were promoting was far inferior to the people that they were censoring so that's i mean that's crimes against humanity now that's why freedom of speech is so important that's why having government uh, collusion with this big tech monopolies is very, very scary. So I, I, there's so many scary elements to this. Well, there are. Um, 
I really, I hate to engage in hyperbole, but I can't help but see this is the same progression the Nazis did before they went after the Jews. It's a very, it's a, you know, Vera Sharif, who was a survivor of the Nazi um, camp, I don't know if you saw her, she did like a six-part series, I think Children's Defense Network um, published them, and I, I read, I just read an article that she wrote on how she feels like she was almost meant everything she went through from the time she was a child until now and she's an older woman now you know in her 80s she goes it was almost like her whole life was built for right now so i could warn people me and my friends who also survived that time could warn people about how uh, educated um in as we thought informed society who we thought we were civilized could all be um, mounted against a people to commit genocide and that that and she showed the parallels of them to today and how it is um, you know how how dangerous that is and how she sees it happening now and people are are just can't see it they think that it's okay to censor doctors because we're gonna we're gonna help it's a better for the overall cause while they're causing genocide i mean they they're they're, they were wrong they were wrong and it caused a lot and it's going to cause more people to die and the same thing they can do so many things when you shut down independent voices who might be the only one saying it but they could be the one that's right. There's so many examples through history where some of the lone people were the ones who were right. Truth has a way of working itself out, and the light comes out eventually. And so when somebody has, is saying the truth, it eventually gets out there, and that's what they don't want. They want to shut down these voices. We just can't allow it. And, yeah, is it ugly? Are we going to allow other people to talk about things we absolutely can't stand? Yeah, we're going to have to have some of that, too. I mean, a lot of that probably, but that's, it's just, it's not pretty. Freedom isn't, we didn't say freedom was going to be easy, but it's better. It's better than the alternative, which is what you're talking about, and it's what Vera Sharif is talking about, where you're shutting down people. and it, it The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. At least to genocide it leads to total atrocities against humanity. I just so I, I'm taking in what you're saying here and it's just um you know, I'm talking myself into the fact that we're in the pre stages of a genocide. Um we talked to you and I We we are. Yeah. We've been there in here for a while. Yeah. I, I thought I was in a darker state earlier. I, like two years ago in the middle of COVID when I was like, oh my God, this we are way... I even wrote articles about the stages of genocide and everything else and I pointed to all this stuff and oh my God, we're in the middle of it. I feel like we're in a better spot than we were then. But they're still moving just as fast to get the legislation and to get the all the necessary tools in place so they could do that. So we haven't made much headway from... Um, 
a, a structural standpoint, a legal standpoint, legislative standpoint to turn this around. In fact, they have. We haven't. They just made us feel better about it. We've, we can talk more about it. But structurally, we have not made a difference yet, and they are still moving forward. So in that way, you're right. I think they're desensitizing us in stages, too. They take us part way, they back up a step, we relax, they come back, they take it further. And it's called uh, progressive systematic desensitization is classic Pavlov's dog. Yeah, gosh. It's just, you know, you have your, your psychology background, so you really see it. I posted, I did a uh, presentation in... Uh, James Fetzer's uh, False Flags Conference, and this was in 2021, and I talked about how they were using these, how they were implementing this, and I found some really good presentations done. I wish I had his name off the top of my head, but he's the leading guy for the military, one of the leading doctors who leads the PSYOP situation. He was giving a um, a talk at West Point. And he described COVID in a nutshell. He said that we have the ability to uh, debilitate a whole community by creating a disease and then treating the, the treating it the wrong way or a different disease, and um, we will just end up shutting down that whole community because we don't give we control the hospitals, we control the uh, the the disease that comes out. And then we don't treat it properly. And he explained COVID in the, this was, it was crazy. I was listening to this guy explain a military operation that was essentially COVID. I included it in my, my uh, presentation and I explained what that all meant. And there was so much more in that presentation. It was actually, I thought it was really good. I spent a lot of time doing it and it's still very, very prevalent to what's going on right now. Where can people access that? Yeah, well, you can go to sarahwestell.com and get that and look for the False Flags um, 2021 presentation, and you will uh, be able to watch it. I've had a lot of people reach out to me on that because I, I included a different aspects of how they're able to convince people to move with a group. Also, how the cult behavior of keeping us in tribal cult-type behaviors so that no matter what happens with like a democrat or republican i mean you don't you got to be careful not to be cultishly involved in any group because then that can be weaponized against you it's kind of like being a member of your family i can criticize my brother but nobody else can and so you will fight like crazy to and ignore almost everything they say about your family and and because it's you it's and so if you internalize a party a democratic or a political party the same way you would as your own family which is what happens then you will defend it you will ignore all evidence to the contrary and you'll defend it to the end almost and that is the the psychological situation that we're finding and they're weapon they know this and they weaponize it against the people they do this all the time in other countries, but they now, because the propaganda of the 2012 Smith-Mutt Act, allow them to do it now against us. Explain what that act is. Well, back in 19, I think it was 1947, they put out uh, legislation saying that you cannot, the U.S. government was, all governments do propaganda 
against other governments. They do that. So when they claim that the Russian, you know, the Russian propaganda on social media, there was Russian propaganda. That is happening. There's Chinese, there's Russian, there's probably Iranian. There's all sorts of, we do it to them, they do it to us. To, to think that there wasn't any is naive. There is. Now that being said, um, the Smith-Mutt Act, what happened in 1947, we were doing that, you know, other people, and but they put legislation through saying, well, you can't do that against the American people. America cannot do that against the American You can only tell the American people the truth. That was what the point of that was. With U.S. tax dollars, the government can't do that. Well, the Smith-Mutt Act, when it was changed in 2012, they said, okay, now you can use those same propaganda thing tools that you're using elsewhere. Well, you can turn around and use, and use it on the people, too. So now, those same propaganda um, agendas that you're using in other countries, those same tools can be used, the same uh, information, stories, whatever you're doing externally, you can do internally. That's why when the Ukraine war broke out, we saw pictures of Star Wars explosions, you know, for the game of Star Wars and them claiming it was from Ukraine or an old Chinese bomb. And that was they said it was China, in Ukraine. I mean, we're seeing all I mean, if you see some of those compilations of pictures from the mass media where people go, wait a minute. And they figured out where these original pictures were from. And there's so many examples. I think the funniest one and the worst one is Star Wars. You know, the um, that video game where they took a lot of the explosions from the video game and you zoom in and you can see the stormtrooper there. Um, they were actually using, you know, that's propaganda, making stuff up for the sake of public. And so that's what the Smith-Mutt Act is. Wow. You notice what administration it came in under. Well, yeah, it came under Obama. Yeah. And then, yeah. And, but, you know, it's not like Bush didn't add a bunch of things, too, mm-hmm. when, when he came up with the... I'm talking about, yeah, I'm talking about the Genesis. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's go yeah. back even further. They said this day would never happen. We are going to fundamentally transform America. And his words are coming true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hope and change, but the hope, the change and the hope wasn't about the people. It was about what, what people thought yeah, it was. What he meant was they hoped he changed your gender. Yeah, well, that's because his, it's cause his uh, wife is... I always wonder if that's why it's so, they're so hell-bent on it. Is it really... I, I know it's a, it's a great tool to destroy the fabric of society, you know, some of that stuff. It's a mental illness. Some, I, I, there are people who have gender dysphoria, dysphoria and I and I and I. There, we should respect them, and and they need to be treated. And it's a small percentage, but now they're making it out to be just this weird thing that they're having all all these children. They're 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 grooming them to be this way. They're convincing them to be this way. And this, and when you're a teenager, you want to explore who you are and what you are. And when you're a young adult. And so you're more fluid in your understanding of yourself. And and then they just, I think they're really messing with people's brains. But I always think it's because Michelle Obama is Michael. And that it, it that's why that's even more close to their their agenda than it would normally be. You think she'll be the presidential candidate? No, I don't think so. I think 
Dave Janna told me what his opinion was on it, and I agree with him. He said, I don't think she'll ever be there because I think too much information will go, come out on her. Maybe they're trying to prime the, the populace to accept it. I don't know, but I think there's too much on her where, um, it's one thing if you were a transgender and you change, but to lie to the American people that you actually had children when you didn't, and, and not tell them that you adopted them and not tell them what you truly are and lying to them. I don't know if people can, I don't know. That, that seems a step too far, but I don't, I, I just don't think she, she'll, she wants that kind of attention. But maybe I'm wrong. What do you think? Well, first of all, I don't know if it's true that she's a tranny. I don't know. You don't think so? God, I don't know. I think. Um, well, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But the stuff I've seen. I think I might lose an arm wrestling match, though. So it makes me wonder. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe I'm wrong. I don't want to. I don't want to propagate misinformation. But everything I've seen seems like it could be really be the, the situation. And the people I've talked to. But go ahead. Oh, I think you're right. I think there's possibility it's real. Um, I, you know, when Obama was elected. You know, it was a great moment for America in some ways, one way, because look at, we've lived out the meaning of our words. Uh, a black man is now president. And uh, I didn't like Obama. I thought he was a socialist, and I saw right through him. But I had to say, if there was a positive aspect of his election, it was about the fact that we were approaching some kind of, uh, let's put it this way, we're putting our racial differences in the past. Yeah, I thought that was great. Yeah. I thought that was, yeah. he was very charismatic, too. and. You know, it was. I think that was a. There was really good aspects of having him there. I'm never gonna. I think that's. It's, there was, but you got to get past the black, white, you know, whatever you are, and look at what their policies are. Yeah, I agree. But if you take that analogy and you apply it today, and they come out and say, "Well, you know, look to show you how repressive America's been." Michelle, I mean, Michael had to hold it in the background all these years. What would the public have said? And, yeah, uh, we are looking at someone who's a transgender running for president. Look how far we've come. Yeah, I could see them doing that. That's for sure. I, I don't know if, um, I, I don't know. I, I think she's more extreme than people realize. And I think that a lot of that will well, yeah, she, she took away my chocolate milk <laughs> at lunch, yeah. Well, you know, in her defense, the, the food that the children are getting, I don't know if I agreed exactly how she implemented that, but the food the children are, are, are I don't know about in the lunchrooms, but the children are not getting good nutrition all over the all over the country. It's really a sad situation. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, I'm just saying there's there's areas where kids don't even have a vegetable for weeks on end. I know kids don't like vegetables, but I mean, th there's communities where they just don't even get vegetables. You know, there's there was a problem with the quality of food that people have access mm -hmm. to. You're right about the vegetables, but uh, they've all come to roost in the White House. So every, everything is safe now. We have a vegetable in the White House. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Michelle Obama would be the one to bring in bugs. Oh God! You know. The bug thing. I mean, I my understanding. Uh, okay, and this is where I I vary a little bit from people. 
If bugs could be healthy, because I think there's an issue with bugs being not good for humanity. I think it's too low in the food chain where I think there's some serious issues with disease and problems with bugs. But if it could be a good source of protein for people when people are really, and it could be a low-cost way to have protein to feed people who are starving, I'd, I'm not sure if that's necessarily a bad thing. But the problem is, is what they're trying to do with it. They're gonna, they want to force us to eat bugs while they have their steaks and then they fly around in their jets and they do all this stuff. So I have some serious problems. I can see the argument though of feeding, um, people who are struggling to get the protein, you know, around the world. But uh, I don't know. Bugs, bugs aren't, I've been doing some research on bugs. Okay. Let me, let me just shed my biases and, how bad are bugs for people? You know, that's what I've been trying to do. How bad? And there's some serious issues with bugs. I mean, it's really not good for human, human beings. No. They, they're trying to figure out, you know, it's bad. And that's the stuff that, that people don't know. And plus, you know what? I did a prank on my family and I got everybody bugs for their, um, in their stockings. <laughs> and uh, I just wanted to see what would happen. I'm, not I'm, I'm calling CPS. <laughs> I just wanted to see. I thought it was funny, and um, nobody to this day will even try it. You know, I had like these crickets, and it was like sour cream and onion crickets, and I had all these things, and it's so gross. And nobody, literally, no one will taste this. Not even my son's boyfriend, who I gave a pack of crickets to. Him and all his roommates. I thought they they had they were playing some. A game drinking that they would, you know, challenge you. Nobody. So, I mean, people don't want bugs. They have a high hurdle to get over with that. I'll, I'll tell you how they could get it over on the young people. They could play rather than quarters as a drinking game, just substitute bugs for the quarters. <laughs> yeah, I, I seriously thought they would do it. Like, they would challenge whoever loses the game or whatever. But oh they did. God. They still are doing it. Do you, do you know the fact <laughs> that we even have to bring this up speaks to how how depraved we are. I know. I mean, you know, and we wonder. You know, marriage is down, dating is down, sexual frequency is down. That might be a good thing, but but childbirth is dramatically down. Um, it's all well, childbirth being down is for multiple reasons, but yeah. yeah well, some of it's the vaccine too. Because yeah. it promotes infertility. But, and, and, yeah, I get that. But, you know, what's interesting is um, everything, and we talked about this in a different venue, everything comes back to depopulation, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It does, yeah. It it, it does. There's, there's an agenda going on, and it's really quite, quite crazy. And... Um, the majority of the people aren't able to yet see. Although, you know, the younger people, it, you know, I, I've been thinking about this a lot, too. It's like, you know, remember in the Matrix movie, I don't like to talk about the Matrix movie or movies necessarily. Although there are some, um, they use them to, to bring along the population. But everybody does. You, you're going to do that. But the Matrix movie talks about how you can't red pill somebody who's too old. Right. But as you get, if you're too far in your, in, and I, I don't think that people can't learn something when they're older, but it's harder the older you get because you're more entrenched in your ways. 
that one statement means something because if you look at all these younger people, they're trying to get to the younger people to brainwash them, to manipulate them. They know the younger per people are where it's at. Just like you were talking about training dogs in, um, you know, tra training people to 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 stand down, to not fight back, but. The younger people, because of all this in independent media and social media, the Rasmussen poll had a had a poll where they looked at the younger people whether they believe in the climate change narrative or not, and the the group that believes it the least are the 18 to 39 year olds, the youngest ones that they polled. The older ones had more likelihood to, and they they looked at all different factors. The Biden voters had the most likelihood. But of the age groups, it was the younger ones that believed it the least. And they're the ones who are being the most doctrinated, you know, doctrination in it in schools and everywhere else. So the independent media is having a bigger force, and the, and the social media is having a bigger force on these young minds than they want it, us to have. So we're making a difference, and they're more open to hearing the truth. they hear the truth, they'll question it more, and they'll investigate it more. And they'll think about it, and they're able. The young minds are able to look at different things, whereas some of the, it's kind of like being in a different profession. You know, some of the greatest or the best great breakthroughs in almost all through history comes from people outside of a profession because they're not so entrenched and brainwashed in their ways. And um, that's the phenomena of young people too. You're just not so entrenched yet, and. Um, I I don't think the the verdict is out yet. I think we're winning on a lot of fronts, but we're not winning yet on the structural changes, and that we have to win on. Well, I think there's a hallmark of uh, defeat against America, and that's control of the mainstream media. Until that effect and control and stranglehold on the minds of America are done away with, this administration is going to have enough converts that voter fraud will support the small minority in maintaining power. Yeah, I think that um, they found that more than 50% now believe that the election was, there's something wrong with the election. So according to the polls, um, Rasmussen has been doing some great polls um, and what people think. The thing is, there's still... The power base and the way they're talking to people makes people think that everyone believes it. But and I, I do think there's still like 40% of the people believe the mainstream media on that point. But it's shifting. The the people aren't believing it in mass, and they see the same poll numbers. They just won't ever publicize that. So the question is, are they winning? And I, I, I mean, I, I think we are, but the problem is, is that it won't matter if we can't turn around some of these legislative, um, what they're baking into the legislation. You know, the 20, Agenda 2030 stuff, the stuff that Paul Preston and Corey and uh, Rosa Corey are ta have been talking about for years, and we lost Rosa Corey. Man, was she a great soul. Yeah. Um, that we lost, but they've been trying to educate people for years of what they're trying to do legislatively to control us. That's where it's at. They're doing it, and the people aren't aware, and they don't understand, and they don't know how to look through what this legislation really is doing. That's why the CBD stuff, CBDC stuff that they're doing, we got to stop that because that's in the WHO amendments. 
We've got to stop these important things that are going through that really is a freedom destroyer. Have you read how severe the WHO amendments are? Yeah, it's it's they want they want to be able to just completely take over the world healthcare. They, the entire world. They can dictate. Well, first of all, if the WHO says there's an emergency in America, they could take 80% of our medical supplies. The second thing is they can mandate forcible treatment. Uh, they can begin to penalize you with civil and criminal penalties if you don't comply with their mandates. It's really bad. And it's illegal no, as it's, hell because it's, as bad as it gets. it's a treaty, and it didn't pass the Senate by a two-thirds majority. It's totally illegal. Yeah, and they don't care. They're, what they're going to do is just try to... What's going to happen is if we had a working justice system, and that's the problem, We don't. a lot of our branches of government are not working, but if we had a, a working justice system, it, and I mean, they're still going to try. Every lawyer in the country would try if this happens. Everyone, a lot of lawyers aren't don't have any courage to do anything. A few lawyers will try. And they'll find that this is unconstitutional, what the WHO amendments are. But we'll be so far down that rabbit hole before the uh, the we can ever get to that point that how much damage will be put in place before they can say it's unconstitutional and not allow it to them to control us. That's the problem. So all these people are like, it's unconstitutional. Why are we even fighting? Then you hear all these people fighting. Okay, well, yeah, but then we got to fight that in court. And good luck with that because that's what I'm fighting on so many other fronts. Yeah. We don't want to have to fight that in court. Tell us, uh, for the first time listener, or has not heard you before, tell us what, briefly what your lawsuit's about and where it's at. Well, our lawsuit, we, we, okay, there was 15 of us about that came together after the, we were deplatformed from YouTube before the 2020 election. The collection of us had more views than any mainstream media outlet did. I mean, my show, and you know, your show too back then, we, we, we'd have shows that would do better than CNN on a day, you know, on a, a regular basis. They didn't like that. The mass media were not getting views, and we were. And so they, um, they took us all down, and they took us down before that. It was at, mine, I had a bunch of videos on COVID that were taken down, people who didn't agree, um, doctors and medical doctors and things and scientists didn't agree with COVID narrative before they took mine down. But there was other people who just were on the, the politically the wrong side of the narrative. You know, they were conservatives or they didn't support um, Joe Biden or whatever. But also the Hunter Biden laptop came out and they knew, you know, a lot of us would talk about it. We were going to talk about the Hunter Biden laptop because it's the truth. And they they wanted to take us down before the election. And I think it was, you know, people think it's an election thing. I, when with the patterns of my show, I think it was also a COVID thing. Um, I think a lot of it had to do with COVID and making sure people didn't have access to anything that would sway them from taking that freaking shot that they took and anything from swaying people from going into these hospitals and getting remdesivir and remdesivir, they still are paying people a 20%. They're still paying hospitals 20% more if they give them remdesivir and remdesivir is far inferior to other treatments, which is so sad that our government's doing. Yeah. That should be well, you're right about the illegal vaccine. immediately. The, yeah. the vaccine, but the vaccine that, killed people right. suddenly. We know that the death curve is four times over what it should be for the life insurance companies, and it also increases infertility. So right yeah, there. It's, it's, 
it's all that needs to we need a day of reckoning yet on that and that's still being worked out and if we don't get a day of reckoning on that that uh that's a that's a humanity shutter downer if you want know that's a way to say it i mean that is really a downer for freedom but um and so we we sued. We got together and we sued Google, and then they didn't dismiss it. And so we couldn't. All we want is to show that there's plausibility that the government interfered and worked with Google, so we can do discovery. We didn't have to prove it. We went to the Ninth Circuit, and in the Ninth Circuit, um, we had even more evidence because we we knew what was happening in Congress, where they and Nancy Pelosi threatening to take away Section 230 if they didn't censor. We two weeks before our channels were taken down, the the heads of all these different social media companies were brought in front of Congress saying you need to remove these people, uh, and um and then they did. And so we're saying, well, wait a minute, this is collusion. This is a, and we're making the argument. We don't have to prove it. We just want to show you that there's a potential for collusion, so we can do discovery and then prove it. That's how that's yeah. how justice system works. Sarah, how do people? And, I'm sorry, how do people follow? Oh, you're this? running out of time. You're out of time, yeah. Oh gosh, I have so much more to say. We'll, we'll do a part two. We'll okay. do a part two. <laughs> okay, no, that's okay. They can see me at sarahwestall.com. And also we have um, our the censored conference, so you can go to unitedforfreespeech.com and see that as well. Okay, that sounds great. Well, we're going to have you back on sooner rather than later, because I think we left a lot on the table and there's a lot to discuss still, and we want to track this lawsuit and get behind it. So, Sarah, thanks so much for joining us. Always a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much. Take care. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at the TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BuryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.